0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thirteen. We want to start by thanking our new patrons, Kathy Nagoyan, Leslie Prather, Dominic Nice, Patrick Lindy, Amy, Ashley Ware, and Leah. Thank you so much for your support. Patrons get a lot more Thirteen, ad-free episodes, over two years worth of Patreon-exclusive episodes, updates on the show, merch, and access to a Patreon-only Discord server where you can chat about the show or whatever else is on your mind. Learn more at patreon.com forward slash 13pod. We'll put a link in the show notes. It's going to be a witchy mountain summer for us here at 13. We didn't do this on purpose, but we got a couple of submissions back to back that we really liked. They're very different stories, but both of them are witchy and both take place in the mountains. So this month and next, you're in for a little bit of a theme. This month, we're proud to bring you We Shadow Forth by Amanda Cecilia Lang. You may remember Amanda from Shrieking Willow two years ago, and we're proud to have her on for another story. You can find Amanda at amandacecilialang.com. We'll have a link in the show notes. All right, here we go. Turn down the lights. Are you ready? Here comes the show.
1: During the last normal hour of your life, you made a spell candle. The antique mason jar of moonflower wax still haunts our kitchen counter alongside corked bottles of crystals, sugared herbs. Was it to be another protection spell? Another fruitless prayer? Black locust thorns and spider honey Obsidian and candied snake skin. Fiercer ingredients than you typically employed. But you didn't finish. Next to that never lit candle sits a bouquet from the back garden. The poppies and stargazers we planted a month later than your grimoire recommended. We weren't always perfect about following instructions. But those flowers grew anyway, didn't they? Defiant and lovely and slightly weather-bitten. Like us. I've lost track of the days since you pulled them from the dirt. The petals dried to ash. They never found their way to my grave. And you haven't either. I don't blame you. I'm not there. I approach that awful purple velvet fainting couch. The one we found at the flea market that impulsive afternoon. I kneel beside you. Holy hell, Sarah. When you're asleep, it's easier to pretend everything is as it was. But today your eyes are already open what woke you my footsteps stirring the stagnant cottage air as i pace the weary length of you my fingertips tracing your pale rosebud lips my phantom prayers begging your fickle goddess to stir you from this fugue i fear your deity has stopped listening i fear that she never was A blade of late-afternoon sunlight pierces one edge of the quill-shrouded window and cuts across your face. You sit up, elbows sinking into the velvet, liquid brown eyes bewildered and red-rimmed, and turn immediately to face our cluttered kitchen counter, the unlit candle. You always do this the only ritual you observe these days are you trying to recapture those final peaceful moments before the phone rang with the news or are you reminding yourself that the nightmare already came true you were right I should have been careful your protection spells were never going to be enough now everything rests in the shadow Endless drifting shadows. You lick your lips, but don't taste me on the air. Even though my smoky vanilla amber essence ripples like incense beside you. You've always claimed a tongue for magic. So why can't you taste me now? Without so much as breathing my name. You drop back to the cushion and block the intruding daylight with your arm. You never sleep in our bed anymore. When you eat, you barely nibble. I'm fairly certain you haven't stepped outside since you picked my grave flowers, though it's hard to recall. Sometimes the moments elongate and blur. Sometimes I drift with the shadows. Still, I know this, if any decent person glimpsed you as you are now, sunken and bone-thin and lustreless, they'd call an ambulance. But it's been how long since our nearest neighbors dropped by to offer cake and condolences? We'd only lived in these hills for a short year, and you were always so aloof so reluctant to expose your true self to rejection they always go sour once they find out you told me often so we kept our distance now i'm beginning to fear the outside world has forgotten you sarah look at me i say but you don't look at me it's almost as if we're having one of our old fights Remember, I'd say something skeptical, something boneheaded, and you'd shut me out of existence for an hour or so. If I was lucky, I could charm you with goblets of rose mint lemonade, or love apples with thrice-wound golden bindings, or those times I dusted my lips with lavender sugar and drew you outside with my kisses. We spent those nights on the garden swing, sky-clad, the milky moonlight turning our bodies ethereal. Bliss, harmony. You laughed whenever I suggested we might already be dead and living in your goddess's eternal realm. A musical pixie dust laugh that sparked with the prismatic essence of you. The you that only I was allowed to witness Then you'd tilt your smile my way and wink devilishly. And in those utopian moments, I actually believed we were magic. A coven of two, forever. We didn't need anybody else. You'll never be rid of me, I swear to her. But please, Sarah... It's time to live your life. Your expression remains impassive, atrophied. In all this time, why haven't you licked your lips and tasted of my lingering essence? Why haven't you adorned yourself in labradorites to enhance your psychic tongue? Where have you gone? The you with faith enough for the two of us. The you who is quirky and effervescent. The you who adores purple velvet and plays disco too loud on the turntable. Who dances with her hair long and loose. The you who thrives in the wildest tangles of our nature and invokes fiery protection spells when nobody's looking. The you who loves me Even when the world is hideous, and unfair, and broken. You stare at the ceiling. It doesn't matter how loudly or how often I beg. My voice blends in with the murk and the haze. My touch, like the rest of me, becomes futile vapors. I simply pass through you like a wish. I was once your Joanna, but now you can't hear me, see me, taste me? Today's waning sunbeam crawls lazily across your face. Silence. Despair and dust. Shallow breathing. Waiting for nothing. In your stillness, it's frightfully easy to forget myself, to dissipate. So once again I pace beside you on legs of smoke. Soon, nightfall will transform our home shadows into a tomb. And there will only be the whites of your eyes. This is our ritual now. This is our ritual forever. Last shatter somewhere down the hall, in our bedroom, it's followed by a rapid clamor of footsteps. I startle and turn, and you sit slowly upright. Together we gaze into the gloom of the hallway, listening. A floorboard moans. We rarely have visitors, but we are not alone in this cottage. I beg you to be careful as you pad barefoot and defenseless down the hallway. An intruder all the way out here could do whatever they want to you and the nearest neighbors would never hear you scream. Ahead, our bedroom door stands ajar for the first time since my burial. You didn't unlock it, and my hands carry no substance. You swallow your breath as you approach. In the elongated silence, I hear your heart pounding. You nudge the door inward then grope for the light switch. The overhead lamp blazes on, blowing resident shadows off the furniture like dust. Your pupils shrink to pinholes, unaccustomed to so much light. For an irrational half-second, I feel exposed. How will I appear to you after so long in the darkness? But naturally, the answer is, I don't. You glance around. Our bedroom, small and floral and intimate. It's as vacant as our bed. No home invader. No errant breeze from the shuttered windows. But someone was here. On the floorboards beneath my nightstand a picture frame lies in a puddle of broken glass you hesitate on the threshold as if trespassing on hollowed ground like the rest of our home the bedroom is a shrine of before the last book i ever read sits spine cracked on the nightstand and the rumpled quilts still bear the indents of our body from that final night together you step inside and lift the shattered frame our wedding photo the two of us lakeside exchanging love oaths and intimate whispers forehead to forehead lips to lips Inhaling each other's sacred promises. Heart, spirit, eternity. The sunny silver water reflected our tangled silhouettes and the thrice-wound binding of our souls. There were no witnesses. Unless you count the camera on its tripod and the bird-filled evergreens, which we did. We didn't need impossible blessings from our terrible families or papers officiated by a bigoted state. Only love, wild, invincible, palpable love. That was authority enough, and we knew the Goddess approved. It was our first perfect day the days after weren't always a fairy tale like everyone who ever falls in love we walked a spectrum of joy and misery of faith and caution but that day felt so enchanted you were radiant uninhibited you let your magic shine out and the spirit behind your eyes dazzled me in that moment My secret doubts crumbled. I believed in you. And I believed in your mystic goddess. Now I press a phantom hand against my temple, dizzy with longing that transcends flesh and spirit. All the cruelty ever inflicted on us had been worth that single moment. But the blissful couple in that photograph never imagined that I would be dead before our third anniversary. You brush shards of glass from the memory. A tremble of emotion breaks across the listless contours of your face. Then you jerk your attention towards the empty doorway. And I remember why we came in here. Did the floorboards in the hallway just mow? Is someone there? Your voice croaks, parched from disuse. You wet your lips, tasting the mystical spices of the veil-thin air. Joanna? Yes! Yes! I cry, ready to drop to my knees at the sound of my own name. Like finding water in the desert. I'm right beside you. I yell, but you step towards the doorway. Joe? Sarah, please hear me. Why can't you hear me? I beg. You drift, entranced. Eyes on the lingering gloom in the hallway. Only, it's not so dark out there anymore. I blink against a sudden shimmering glow. Is it the ghost shine of an intruder's flashlight? A moment before you reach the door, unseen footsteps dash away down the hallway. Peculiar and sprightly. Out in the living room, the turntable blazes with static and chaos. in disco. Together we startle. Your favorite song spins toward us on the air. Or the promise of it, anyway. Half speed at first. It's rhythmic melody low and sludgy. A demonic tone. But it slowly gains momentum as you step cautiously, recklessly, into the hallway. Hello? I yell to you. Don't, Sarah. That's not me out there. But you follow the music down the hallway, stiff-backed and beguiled. I waft behind you with a deepening unease. Something in the living room shines with an ethereal, prismatic impishness, stirring the misty gloom. You always told me the goddess tugs us gently from the twisted vines of this mortal soul the moment we die. On my worst days, I imagined we blink out like stars. Nothing but darkness in our wake. Yet here I am. It seems everything we both believed or didn't believe is wrong. Misguided, wide-eyed superstition. And now, what if something else, something alien and vengeful and true, has come to snatch me away from you, to drag me wherever the dead go when we stop drifting? On the thresholds of the living room, you and I find a vinyl record spiraling on the turntable. The air pulses, The flashy disco ball lyrics become a chant all on their own. I will survive. I will survive. You step into the center of the room and the haunted music blusters around you, practically lifting your hair. For the briefest surrealist instant, I think that you're about to dance. And then everything stops. The spin of the turntable jerks to stillness. The silence falls like stones, crushing the life from the moment. You wet your grief-blistered lips. Joanna? I'm right here, I yell. But you don't hear me. You don't see me. You don't taste me and yet the light remains. You turn in a slow circle, stopping to face the kitchen counter in the spell jar, now filled with protective locust thorns and spider honey. You gasp. The candle inside glimmers, a glow with moonflower wax and candied snakeskin and firelight. You think I lit the candle. I see it right away as misguided hope becomes diamonds in your eyes. You exhale my name and wrap your hands around the protection jar lowering your mouth to the candlelight as if to taste me there. The flame sways on the wick like a cobra in a trance. Quite lovely, but that's not my fire, Sarah. You don't hear me. And yet a phantom smile flickers across your malnourished face. It's as if I've never seen you smile before. It's been so long. Roses blossoming from grave ice after a harsh and lonely winter. Are you here, Joanna? This is what I've been waiting for these endless days. Yet it wasn't me who lit the candle. This light is a message from something else. And you are a moth to the flame. Sarah, we're not alone. Please talk to me. I need you. You say that, but you don't listen to me. You close your eyes, imploring. Putting the strength of your magic tongue behind the request. I fear soon that something will answer you. Something invasive and unknown. Something drawn to the ritual of your grief. But only the empty flicker of the flame responds. Reluctantly, I waft away from you and sweep our small cottage. Outside the shrouded windows, the sun departs the day, and the newborn darkness feels crowded. And there... At the end of the hallway, a ripple of iridescence, like sunlight glinting off of water. Blinded, dazzled, before I see it truly, our visitor streaks down the hallway, passing me by with an eddy of sparks, not unlike laughter. Wait, I chase the sprightly glimmer to the kitchen. There it leaps, blurs, and fizzles into the kaleidoscope of the candlelight, disappearing. What in the hell? I freeze as something rustles in the herb pantry, jars rattling, feet scraping the gritty floor. The door creaks ajar and you appear, cradling your obsidian scrying mirror in a jar of lavender sugar to lure me close. You grab the spell jar from beside my desiccated gray flowers. Ghost ripples of candlelight shine dancing along the walls and ceiling as you take a seat at our Victorian wine table. Your usually graceful hands tremble as you set the mirror flat and align the candles opposite you, like a guest. Buzzing with ethereal disquiet, I glare at you. Maybe you shouldn't be summoning unknown entities right now. But you anoint your lips in lavender sugar and produce an ambulance of lapis lazuli from your pocket. The necklace was mine, a symbol of loyalty and courage. I had it on the day I died. My blood catches in the candlelight dried to rust in the jagged fissures and veins of the royal blue stone have you carried it with you all this time you clasp it in your prayerful hands and hold it above the center of the mirror the polished obsidian surface gleams primed with fiery intent i stand above you shivering vapors I know what I must do, but I hesitate, fearful of what I might glimpse in the mirror's murky depths. Not your goddess, or our effervescent visitor, but the mangled, unlovely remains of my own rotting, shadow-bruised face. I don't know what kind of gruesome mess I became in the end, I only know that when you returned home from identifying my body, you spent that whole night vomiting. You saw what the world can do to us. You were right all along. We needed protection. But were you following true avenues? Softly, like sweetened poetry from your tongue, You recite a simple incantation. Rhythmic and laced with intoxicating elixir of my name.
2: Heart of mine, I summon thee. Joanna,
0: return to me now. Spirit of mine, I tremble for you. Joanna, be with me now.
1: Impossible. The invocation stills the flame. It parts the stagnant air and pricks my heart center, solidifying my desire for you into something overwhelming. Desperate, I sit across from you and clasp my hands around yours, squeezing until I imagine the dried veins of my old blood pulses inside of my fingertips.
0: Eternity of mine, I beg thee,
1: Joanna. Let me taste of your words. Heart, spirit, eternity. Our vows. You bow your head to the mirror. Your breath fogs the surface as you press your mouth against your obsidian reflection. I parallel your movements, lowering my head. The cottage bows sideways, then upside down. Reality fractures, and I taste the sweet lavender of your kiss in a flash of dazed hope. Impossible ecstasy, a fleeting split-second heartbeat, can this truly be happening? But too soon, you pull away and open your eyes, staring at me, but no. Not me. The moment straightens, and I can tell by your pained expression. All you see are the sunken eyes of your own fire cast reflection. I lean closer, channel purest intention into my eyes, my mouth, the candy of my breath, just like you once taught me. But your face is the only shadow reflected there, gaunt, faded.
0: I can't feel you anymore. I'm
1: here, Sarah, and I'll never leave. Yet even as I say it, even as I stare into your reflection, my vision distorts and the obsidian begins to glow. The contours of your image turn prismatic around the edges. Like light beneath a mask. A glisten of hidden teeth. Of glowing cheekbones. A slyly grinning, glittering jaw. A phantom doubling. But that's not my face. What the hell have you summoned, Sarah? I see you. You gasp. Oh, goddess... Joe, is that you? The glimmering jaw bobs. The shining teeth part.
2: To be found, we must first be lost.
1: Whispers a voice from the beyond. I stagger backward, shocked. That's not me, I yell. I've missed you so much. You sob. Peering closer. Tears wetting the mirror. That shimmering, gossamer facade grins up at you. Not my face, but something else. But you gaze into it with the same awe you used to tilt my way during moon-glow nights on our garden swing. Your tongue flickers over your teeth.
2: Where did you go? It's dark inside you.
1: The entity that isn't me responds. Quick whispers like lies from a snake. And I realize with an awful stirring of horror. The voice is coming from your mouth. Hideous words forming on your tongue.
2: You are hollow. Directionless. Great, empty of guts and passion.
1: Don't listen to it, Sarah, I cry. It's not me. But my voice is just static to you. You weep. I don't know who I am without our love.
2: But you should.
1: Our visitor hisses from your tongue, glistening brighter, drawing light from your grief i can't go on like this take me with you
2: remember the sky the day you turned 13
1: you freeze Cordstra. suddenly weary the sky
2: sunset blazing with a thousand colors as if the goddess painted the world just for you you felt radiant powerful connected
1: You shake your head and the tears fall faster. Heavier. What is this, Sarah? How does this thing know about you? That was a long time ago. You say? Before I fell in love. Before I found my purpose.
2: Love is not our only purpose. You know what you must do. No! It is the only way back to me flowers on the grave.
1: The entity in the mirror flares brighter, possessing your reflection, radiant streaking in every direction. And oh, Sarah, the fiercer this imposter shines, the dimmer I become. Fading, dissipating. You shake your head. Even as you grip the edges of the obsidian and stare deeper, captured. Your lips move faster. The frenzy of the voice works your breath into a sugared froth.
2: Flowers on the grave. Flowers on the grave.
1: I try to grab your wrist, to yank you from this trance, but my fingers unravel into tendrils of curling darkness. I love you, Sarah. I cry. I love you all around the candle flame flutters wildly forgotten light bulbs flicker the spinning demonic drone of the turntable jerks back to life i will survive i will survive
2: flowers on the grave
1: i can't you spit and swipe your arm sideways Sweeping the strobing mirror onto the floor, frantic emotions summoning an impossible rush of indoor wind. Light and shadow twist, and the tendrils of my being blur sideways. Somewhere behind me, the reflection shatters and firelight flickers to black. I call out your name one last time, But the world melts away and the abyss tugs me under spiraling my wispy fibers until whatever remains of me fades like candle smoke and belief. I wake up on the cobblestone floor of our kitchen. The gloom hangs heavier than ever. A velvet death shroud of cobwebs and dust and your never-ending heartache. The kitchen counter has become a mountain of last-ditch magic. Jars without corks lay toppled, empty of your homespun ingredients, and that futile protection candle is all used up. Wick and wax melted away to expose the cold bottom of the jar. Your grimoire lies face down, wing tossed on the floor. You've returned to the ritual of your slumbering tomb there across our fainting couch. Even in the shuddered dreariness of late afternoon, it's obvious that you've lost more weight. How much time has passed for you while I succumbed to this oblivion? How many nights have you spent summoning my name? Did our visitor answer in my absence? Did its shine fill your eyes and tell you more lies? Hell, Sarah, I love you, but you look half dead. None of your spells have proven true enough. Your once healthy lungs wheeze every time you breathe and everything about you has returned to stubborn listlessness. Mouth cracked and parched. One emaciated arm drapes the edge of the velvet cushion, limp hand resting on the floor. Your athame sits within reach. A stir of freshly rotting unease blows through me at the sight of it. What are you doing sleeping next to that razor-sharp thing? Is it for protection? Or for something else? I worry over your troubled face as you sleep the day away. There were times, especially in the early months after we exchanged our love oaths, when the dazzle would leave you for a spell or so. You would curl in on yourself with a distant gaze, paralyzed by the past. Despite our far, far away cottage, despite the honeyed chrysalis of isolation we built for ourselves, the maltreatments of the world were never far from your mind. Out there, the magic that made us, us, also made us monsters. They would burn us in fields if they could. You reminded me that every time I opened the front door. Your paranoia extinguished so much of your light on those days. I feared that instead of being present with me or in our bell jar of enchantment, you might try to escape the world in other ways. But you laughed when you caught me hiding your deadly hemlock and toxic oleander in the trash. It was an overcast sound. Joe, if I'm ever ready to die,
2: I'll have nothing to
1: lose. And if I have nothing to lose, I'll finally become brave. But you're already brave, I said, and I meant it. With you by my side, maybe. You were brave before me. Remember the sunset on your 13th birthday. You even had a plan. I remember it now, you told me once. Your childhood plan to escape the icy condemnation of your family. Dreamy candy apple spells of self-love and infusions of nightshade to enchant your dreams. In visions, you claimed your spirit could detach from that crushing existence and savor all the winds of possibility. You would leap into the astral sky and travel to every destination you hoped to see one day, tasting of adventures you planned to conquer. By the time you came of age, you'd be ready. You against the world. But then you met me and the world closed in on both of us. More intolerance, more brutalities. Your rainbow skies turned to lightning storms and whirlwinds. And you warned me that it was dangerous. And you were right. The world is dangerous. But so is this, Sarah so is letting yourself decay because you don't believe you can face a life without me. I lean down to you. You are powerful, inspired, worthy. Everything about you, I whisper. But the hours turn into days, turn into blurs once again. You, lost in your sludge of anguish existing without living trudging nowhere in me helpless to help you helpless to find peace beyond this mutual purgatory yes we still have each other but only in the most ephemeral of ways in the heart center of our existence Where our essence once sparked and shine, we are shades canceling each other out. We shadow forth, day after hollow day, and that is all we can do. This can't go on. We need to discover faith in something new. Please, I beg you, the goddess, the firelight, our visitor, Anything that can hear me, we're so lost. To be found, we must first be lost. I'm unsure if I hear the voice in truth or in the mirror of my memory. But now and then, I catch the star seeds of a watery, prismatic glimmer from the corner of my eye here, then gone. And sometimes, I think I see the turntable start to move on its own. It's near sunset, one tormented evening when an impossible miracle happens. You're clutching a quilt around your knees and staring into the abyss when the slow crackle of the turntable whirls through the silence and disco rises again. I will survive. I watch the life flicker across your expression and to my breathless amazement, a soft shimmer of color and acceptance reflects like diamond light across your face. It can't be. You slowly turn your head toward the kitchen Then everything about you freezes, wide-eyed. We're not alone. A luminous silhouette with divine curves and long, effervescent hair watches us from the counter. Who are you? I ask, though maybe I already know. With sparks not unlike pixie dust and laughter, our visitor vanishes in a streak of moon glow. The music falls silent. As before, she's left a gift for you. The athame sits on the kitchen counter, gleaming sharply. Next to that, where your first handful of grave flowers rotted to ash. Sits a bouquet of freshly cut blooms. Stargazers and poppies. A decision. You contemplate the blade and then the flowers. You take a small eternity. Paralyzed, breathless, and brave. At last, You inhale the magic spiced air across your lips and approach the bouquet. You are strong. You are radiant. You are powerful. You have all your life to live. And we both know what you must do. You open our front door and step outside a weather-bitten butterfly emerging from our chrysalis the Sun basks low on the horizon and embraces you in a golden hello how long has it been you tilt your head back mouth parted and soak in the warm honey of the sunset the fresh air the over-lush beauty of the hillside. Flowers in hand, you leave the cottage behind. The departing sun simmers the sky with thousands of blessed colors. Eternal blues and sea greens. Luscious purples and reds. Fiery autumn golds. As if your goddess painted this moment just for you you will remember the sky for as long as you live and you will live this life with all its dangerous paths and mysterious wonders has so much yet to offer you twilight greets you as you reach the cemetery Moon glow rising you wind between headstones of angels and demons Finding your way to me, even in the deepening indigo of the night. My gravestone is a simple marble marker. Grief and acceptance cast an odd curse inside your heart. It will always twist inside you. But this must be the way of things. I think we realized it together, even as we existed apart. You settle the flowers against my gravestone and remain standing. I love you, Joanna. No spells, no incantations. Yet this moment is as enchanted and inevitable as us. Heart, spirit, eternity. You love me, but... It's time to say goodbye. Impossible, but I turn from you and find our visitor. Lingering just beyond the mossy graveyard. A silhouette of fireflies constellating the nightscape. The spinner of turntables. The igniter of protection jars. Ready at last to reveal herself. I'm drawn forward. And for the first time in this haze of forever, I'm not afraid to leave your side. This isn't the end, but a necessary junction, a journey where fates diverge. As I approach her, the lush hills, the gray flowers, the tangled vines of life, they smudge and shine and pass me by and that's okay. Our visitor and I, we meet each other on the threshold between your life and my death. A misty lakeside dreamscape, laced with evergreen shadows and protective candlelight. Caught between the vastness of space, in the timelessness of infinity, moon glow and heart glow and the thrice-bound love oath that sustains us. Our visitor holds a spell jar, infused with transcendent nightshade and candy apple spells of self-love. And I see her clearly now, the sparkling impish specter, the face in that obsidian mirror. She's you. And no wonder you've been so lifeless all these days. Your spirit took off wandering. Where have you been? I say, in miracle of miracles. You hear me. You see me.
2: Oh, all across the wilds of the world.
1: You say. Discovering if I still have a place among it. And I hesitate afraid of your answer even as i hope for it do you yes relief joy bittersweet sorrow a cloud of emotion breaks inside of me revealing the sun never wrong to love but we were wrong to hide i reach for you candle smoke to candle light and clasp your spell jar in my hands, thankful for your faith in yourself. You press your forehead to mine until we're breath to breath, the very picture of our fairy tale day by the lake. Only this time, the love oath I swear sets you free. Heart, spirit, eternity. Live your life, Sarah. Live long and fearlessly and unapologetically, and know that wherever you are, whatever you're up against, you are loved. Every heartbeat will be for you. And as you swear it, I feel our true goddess's warmth alighting on my shoulders starshine in eternity unlike anything we've dreamed, waiting patiently for me to step into that colorful sky of yours, into the realm where we'll meet again. For you, the veil of purgatory parts, revealing the graveyard and your cottage beyond that, in your world beyond that. You wet your ethereal lips, and we bind our promise with a lavender-sugared kiss. Bliss. Harmony. And then you let me go. You step back toward the graveyard. Toward all the love you have yet to give. You glance back only once. Hilt me a smile and a devilish wink. Then, in a breeze of effervescence, you cross over to the hills. Our goddess awaits. I linger on you a heartbeat longer, watching you return to yourself. The hard-won life we shared together might have been short. But it was beautiful, magical with so much dazzling light, Sarah, and worth every shadow
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of 13. If you like what you heard, stop what you're doing and leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. This month's story was We Shadow Forth by Amanda Cecilia Lang, Narrated by Bridget Howard and Brooke Jeanette. Music, editing, and sound design by Caleb Ritchie. Assistance from Ian Epperson. Our producer-level patrons are Rick Linville, Tattooed Fox, Rhiannon, Sean Geary, Anthony Diaz, Michael Vasquez, Amy Harper, Jackie Kay, Delta Tango, Chantel Payne, Nick, Emily Douglas, Stephanie Klinger, Travis Faber, and Jake R. Thank you so much for your support. Check for the link in the show notes to learn more about joining us on Patreon. Check us out on social media. You can find us at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under Pod13, and you can find our Facebook group at 13 Podcast. Just look for the logo, and there'll be links in the show notes too. If you'd like to submit a story to be performed on the show or contact us about anything else, get in touch at info at 13podcast.com. You'll find submission guidelines and other info on our website, 13podcast.com. You can find that in the show notes too. Bridget Howard is watching you from the corner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next month.